One ancient symbolic meaning for water is a metaphor for representing crossing a barrier from non-physical into physical. As a side note, this was the original meaning of baptism. The ancient Egyptians represented water symbolically as a wave. The letter N became a shorthand representation of the hieroglyph for water symbolically representing a wave. The Egyptian concept of the noon is a watery abyss. The word noon with the two N's visually would look like a wave without the vowel U in it. This was not by accident. That wave can also represent vibration, which translates into our emotions while physical. Everything in the universe vibrates. All things exist at different levels and phases of vibration from a thought to a mountain. But I digress. A key ancient philosophical foundation to understand is that water and fire are the two most basic elements in the universe. Now please, don't take these elements literally as water and fire. They're metaphors or analogies that approximate how something works or functions in the metaphysical world or what the ancients called the heavens. Allow me to dive a little deeper into why certain symbols were used by the ancients because I want you to really get this and understand. It'll free you. Now, philosophically speaking, the ancient Africans taught that fire is the first cause of all. But why? Because for anything to exist and manifest, there must first be a desire. The desire to be and exist is the first cause of any and everything in the universe. That's manifesting 101. On one symbolic level, fire, as an analogy, represents an intense desire. For example, to have a sexual union is an intense desire for normal functioning human beings. So in ancient symbolism, one meaning for fire can equate to or be an analogy for desire. But secondarily or implied with the symbol of fire is that it also gives us heat and light. These aspects are all represented by the multidimensional symbol of fire within ancient symbolism. As Christians, we were taught to associate fire negatively to hell. But the truth is so much more empowering than the lie we were given. Ancient Egyptian mythology used the idea of Atum creating desire within himself through masturbation as the first impetus to create the universe. Again, the whole story has many philosophical nuances that I'm not addressing here. But philosophically speaking, that initial fire within Atum is the first cause of all things. But there's also the implied aspects of light and heat that fire generate used within symbolic and metaphorical language. The light from fire reveals what is in the darkness. Let's look at the use of fire, heat, and water implied symbolically in the biblical miracle performed by Jesus and show you how the ancient esoteric understanding makes it relevant to everyday life. We're taught that it is a historical event that we should simply marvel at and worship because it proved how special Jesus was. 
However, understanding that the story is from the perspective of a soul in the physical underworld of Hades or hell will remove the need for a miracle that cannot logically be explained and only be believed on faith. It will also connect us to how special you are individually and how special we are as humans and a collective. So modern science estimates that the body is two-thirds water. The ancients knew this fact centuries ago as well. But for them, science and spirituality were not separate fields of study. The scientific, concrete facts helped them make sense of our metaphysical experience. This is where the ancient hermetic idea of correspondence came about. You know this concept through the axiom, as above, so below. As Christians, we had the same idea stated in the Lord's Prayer, as on earth, as it is in heaven. In other words, correspondence means if you understand how something functions on the physical plane of earth, it can give you a clue as to how it functions in the spiritual or metaphysical plane or the heavens. The story of Jesus turning water into wine is giving you a spiritual truth that's common to all of humanity in symbolic and mythological form. There are nuances implied in the story for those that grasp the symbols being used. This is the simple universal truth that the miracle of turning water into wine is expressing. As you go through life's difficulties, you gain wisdom and elevate consciously. In other words, as you experience life, you become wiser. That's a natural fact. There are many more levels and nuances that can be gained from the myth and symbology that the receiver can glean from their own level of knowledge rather than someone trying to explain every little detail or tell them what to believe. A curious thing happens when natural revelation occurs, deciphering the meaning from the symbols rather than reading it or someone telling you. And that is that the knowledge becomes experiential. You get the aha moments that only comes when you go through something yourself. For example, a person can have an idea of success as having money and fame. But then they get what they thought was success and find that it's not all that they thought it would be. The aha or realization is what the ancients would have called the Christ moment. The state of becoming enlightened. At some point, the famous person may realize that success is an inward appreciation that may have very little meaning to anyone else. But the aha moment or realization can bring them a level of peace. That realization or Christ moment would not have come without experiencing the money and level of fame they reached. Well, the ancients taught these same ideas to initiates. They did so through clever play on words and symbolism that they could apply to many different experiences that would give the same aha moment. One way the ancients symbolized the life's difficulties was going through a fire, which is another way to express the symbol of fire. We still, to this day, symbolically use the idea of heat and fire to symbolize going through difficulties. For example, ever heard the phrase going from the frying pan into the fire? Have you ever been in hot water? Have you ever been heated at someone? 
Have you ever seen an athlete fired up about a game? You ever been boiling mad? When you finally understood, did the light bulb come on? These are all states that we still use this idea of heat, light, and fire as metaphors for going through difficulties and other experiences in life to this day. The person that reaches the level of fame and fortune might have gone through depression, lost relationships, feeling lonely even though thousands of people adored them from afar. The events and states were their fire. In many cases, the biblical miracles are esoterically expressing these ideas that are universal to all of humanity. But because we were taught these ideas as religious history, we worship and revere them, never knowing their true nature and simple meaning. Now you should have a better understanding of why certain symbols are used and what they mean. Now you should be able to use your critical thinking skills and intuition to decipher many Bible stories. Now let's get into turning water into wine and why it matters to you personally. The ancients had a working knowledge of earth science as well and used metaphor to connect the dots. Processes in nature became analogies for our life and functions within our lives. The ancients used the process of turning fruit juice into wine as one of these analogies for life. This is the underlying esoteric meaning of the miracle of Jesus turning water into wine. Going back to my earlier statement in the video, a biblical miracle really means that the illogical story had to be disconnected from your analytical mind. But when you understand the origin of the story and the esoteric meaning, it makes perfect sense as an analogy for our life and the human condition. So let's break down the miracle first scientifically and then esoterically. Here's the science. In order for any fruit juice to become wine, it has to ferment. Part of the process of fermenting involves the idea of the sugars being boiled or heated in order to transform the juice into wine. The fermentation process became a way the ancients symbolized life's difficulties metaphorically. Our famous person may have gone through depression, breakups, and other emotionally difficult experiences in order to finally come to the realization that money and fame were not a true measure of success. But in order to gain that wisdom in life, they had to go through those difficulties. It was through processing life and all its difficulties that a person would recognize the sweetness of life and become like a fine wine and consciously elevate it. That's the spiritual meaning of the story. Now I need to connect the metaphoric language and symbolism for you. The enlightenment you gained along the way is the light of wisdom. Jesus is the Greek expression of the personification of wisdom being revealed to you in a flash of clarity. In the Bible, the scripture John chapter 8 verse 12 states, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This scripture is written with esoteric symbolism. The simple universal meaning is this. When wisdom is revealed, you've become spiritually elevated through the fermentation process that life experiences offer and enlightened by those experiences. 
not by proxy, simply by believing as we were taught as Christians, but through actual life experiences when you overcome difficulties in life. From the Christian perspective, one simply accepts on faith that the miracle happened. You never question or ask about the deeper meaning of the story because it's a fact that you're supposed to accept and marvel at. But it keeps you ignorant of the practical knowledge to be gained from understanding the symbolic language. Jesus turned water into wine was a biblical miracle. But it was the ancients expressing how gaining wisdom is an active process that's revealed to us. The person, man or woman, that the light comes on for gains the title of a Christ. You don't need a certification or degree to gain that title. It's your own inner knowing. The part of using your own inner knowing the church didn't like because you didn't need anyone else's validation to obtain the title of a Christ. Individuality and self-determination becomes a threat to the power and control over you. Wisdom is your savior from ignorance, which is being blind to your own divinity. Your life experience is the fermenting or boiling process that elevates you to a Christ. Again, the biblical Jesus is the personification of the revealed word or light of wisdom. To really simplify the ancient meaning of Christ is the aha moment that is common to us all. The flash of clarity is that instant when the light bulb comes on and we are forever changed by it. Notice the metaphors I'm using pertaining to light even explaining this idea. The ancient expression of Christ is no more complicated than what I just explained. Because the ancient symbolism was not understood, we've been taught to worship the personification of the concept of enlightenment without any background knowledge of what the symbolism means. A big part of that is we didn't even know the symbolic language because we were told it was history to accept without question. Because the symbolism is consistent, it can help you begin to decipher a nonsensical biblical story like Adam and Eve. These stories become relevant when you grasp that the symbolism and the mythology are not just make-believe. My point is not to destroy anyone's belief and leave them with nothing. I consider that spiritual malpractice. It's to educate you and cause you to look a little deeper and awaken the African diaspora to the ancient knowledge and information that you can apply in your everyday life to empower you and our communities worldwide. There is a reason that there are more churches in most black communities worldwide than there are businesses owned by black people. Through the indoctrination of religion, we're taught that not thinking, being ignorant, docile, and without any level of curiosity and creativity is a higher spiritual plane. We've been taught to fear everyone because they have more power. We've been taught to think of ourselves in limited ways, such as being broken and worshiping a savior that is the ideal we should aspire to be physically, mentally, and spiritually. This ideal savior looks nothing like us. So through subconscious and conscious programming, we've been taught to hate our own image and see ourselves negatively as being sinners 
curse, and filthy rags. Those ideas were never taught by our African ancestors. The truth is that you are divine and powerful. The Bible stories have been twisted to mentally and spiritually contain you and all of humanity. The consequences of accepting these ideas are being played out within the African diaspora all over the world. These beliefs that we have accepted without question and analysis are why so many of our black communities all over the world are in shambles and cannot sustain themselves economically. We must rewire our minds to throw off the shackles that keep us poor, believing we're helpless and waiting on a savior to usher us into heaven or a God to smite our more powerful enemies. The enemies are not out there. That's the illusion that the ancient Africans have taught us about. No one has any power over you except what you give them in your own mind. Remember, the illusion is that we are powerless over our circumstances and our enemies. Until you rewire your mind, you will keep trying to make sense out of nonsense. But I've given you a few keys to make it make sense. You are gods and goddesses in training. The fight is not with the enemies out there. It's shining the light into the darkness of ignorance and breaking the chains of fear that keep us feeling limited and helpless. What fear do you have that keeps you from going for that promotion? What doubts do you carry about yourself that keep you from striking out on your own and starting a business? What negative beliefs about yourself do you hold on to and stop you from getting into a relationship because you believe you're broken? These are all negative programs that we've accepted. The foundation of many are from religious programming that seeps into our everyday life. These programs are running rampant and unchecked in us individually and the African diaspora as a whole. The ancestors have left you the knowledge to rekindle your soul and teach you that you are the architect and creator of your world. You can keep your faith. You can keep your negative programming. Or you can learn the processes needed to rewire your mind. The choice is yours. The only person with the power to stop you is you. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe, like, and share with anyone that would be vibrationally uplifted and consciously elevated by this.